For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. Welcome to the Angie Spoke Podcast. I am Sandy, and for the month of November and December, for the next few months, we're bringing you the best of the Angie Spoke Podcast. This week, we're talking about the power of one. I think this concept is crucial for you to consider as we go into 2024. Are you trying to sell one thing, or are you trying to sell three or five or 25 different things? Are you exhausted yet? We had a coaching uh, call earlier this week and one of our clients said, I finally get it. I finally get why you guys are always saying sell only one thing. She had started a membership during COVID, which so many of us did, so many of you did, who are movement-based practices, movement-based businesses started in a panic, as we all were, in COVID, and now are living with this thing that they created and it's not... She, in this case, she wants to go and do something else, but she knows she can't. She doesn't have the time. She doesn't have the energy um, to create a second offering. So she has to choose between one thing, and she now understands why this is so crucial. So for all of you who are thinking towards 2024, thinking about goals, thinking about revenue, thinking about what you want to experience in life with your business in 2024, now is the time. Take a look at your offerings. Is it too many? Are you doing anything well? What is the one thing that you can truly scale next year? So have a listen to this podcast, really hear why we are promoting this concept of selling only one thing. And if you are interested in help with this concept in your business, come join us in the luminaries. These are the conversations we have weekly. Uh, We are opening the doors um, for the next cohort in January. So just head over to our website and she.co get on our list and we will be sure to let everyone know when doors are open. Enjoy the power of one. Hello, and welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined by Sandy Connery. And today we are talking about the power of one offer. One everything. 
one, 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 one everything. Yes. Excited about this. Yeah. So we are in the world of online business and that's a world where people generally try lots of things and throw them at the wall to see what sticks in the hopes of finding an online business that makes them heaps of money through passive income. So in general, we're here to dispel a lot of the myths in this space. But one of the things that we feel like needs to be dispelled the most is that you should have more than one offering in your business. If you're struggling to get by and struggling to have a successful business, we see oftentimes people just like trying lots and lots of things Mm -hmm. and never really giving anything a chance to succeed. Yeah. I think the problem people experience is they're not seeing the growth. They want more money, of course. That's why we do business. And when we sell something and we need more money, I think a lot of people, the solution to making more money is creating a new thing and going to sell that thing to increase the revenue. And I get it. Logical, right? It's super logical. And I think that it comes from a place of being generous, of wanting to give. I think the idea like, oh, I will give them a whole choice, like my audience, my clientele, whatever. I'll give them a whole smorgasbord of products to sell or offerings to sell. And then they can choose what they want. And I will make more money because there's so many things there to choose from so many different ways they can give my money, but it actually backfires. It's actually the opposite. They get confused and don't buy anything at all. Yeah. And you end up with a super complicated mess on your hands. And I actually think (laughs) that this is like not just online business. I'm thinking about this with our farmer's market business and Mm -hmm. my former Etsy business. Mm -hmm. And like the more SKUs you have in a business the more stress and complication, right? Like it's not better to have more. Like what store has the most things? It's like the dollar store. When you want to have an elevated business, you have a highly curated business with very few offerings or SKUs. And Mm -hmm. I think that in the online space, we don't often recognize that these same rules apply, that less is more. And so that's what we really want to dig into in this episode is that you don't really want to be the dollar store of online business. And so we want to show you a framework for doing things differently. Yeah. I think what we've been doing this for so long now, it's almost, I think it's coming up to 10 years. And the one thing that we're witnessing is if you can stick to a single offer, you get to be known for that. And people get to know that thing and they're familiar with that thing and they're maybe not ready to buy that thing in the moment, but they might come back months or in our case, what's happening years later to buy the thing that they're like, oh, I know that thing exists and I keep hearing about it and I keep hearing it and I get your launch emails and I see your reels and I know about it. I know about, okay, now I'm ready to buy it. But if we had changed every three months, they would not be knocking on our door to give us money, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think we underestimate the power of getting to be known for this one thing and doing it really, really, really well. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think the reason this happens, Sandy, is because people don't want to put in the work to grow an audience. So they have an existing audience like usually everyone who starts a business has an audience and maybe it's three people or maybe it's 300 people. You have an existing group of people, ideally, (laughs) when you're starting. And then it's an emotional thing to grow an audience and to build your email list and build your social following. And I think there's a lot of fear and discomfort around that kind of growth. So we just Mm -hmm. try to like sell different things to the same group of people because we don't want to participate in the discomfort of actually growing the group. 
Well, why would you go put yourself out there when you could just hide behind your screen and create something that's really fun that you love to do, which is usually teaching or coaching, and just sell it to the people that you already know and you're comfortable talking with? Sure. Like that is comfortable. I think you're exactly mm-hmm. right. That's the problem that if we stay comfortable in, in business online or otherwise, that's where we stagnate. That's where we get stuck. Mm-hmm. That's where everything stops. And then we just spin in our mind about why aren't they buying it? And I have all these things and I don't understand. And maybe I'll lower my price. That's the other mistake that people mm-hmm. make is they like, I'll just make this cheaper. So I think that somebody said discomfort is the currency of your dreams, right? This is where we have mm-hmm. to like witness what's happening. Oh, I want to go make a new thing because I know how to do that. But if you really want to make more money, you got to stick with the one thing that you created initially that you know you can sell. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say until you reach a certain revenue goal, right? And then have that one thing in a marketing funnel that you can have going in your sleep, then it it can be a great idea to add another thing. So we don't want to say like it's never more than one thing, but it's one thing until you've reached a certain level of success with that one thing and predictability. And then we can change that post-success conversation. We can save that for another episode. Most people never come close to getting to that level in business where they should have more than one offering. Yeah. But caveat, if you are working full-time and this is a side hustle, that doesn't mean that you you keep your one thing of your full-time job in that situation and you work on this other one online offer. Or if you are one-on-one coaching, for example, or one-on-one clients, and that's bringing the revenue on, you work on this side hustle of the online business, but it's like you don't take away your current revenue source is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, of course. So we tend to exclude any self-funding mechanism. So the thing that pays the bills is not what we're talking about. If you are relying on your business or your full-time job to pay the bills, that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about your one kind of scalable online offering, one scalable online offering, not 14 things. I mean, we've actually seen because we're the founders of the Marvelous platform, we've seen people over the years come onto our platform with more than 10 offers. Like they're spending a week getting everything set up and they're literally going out to send an email out to their email list to say, my online shop is open and they have like 47 things for sale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a terrible idea. Those people never last. Like we also have a Shopify store and we also have multiple things there, but that is an entirely different (laughs) business. So you're talking about is people who are, have different coaching packages or courses or memberships. Yes. We will see people have five different types of memberships, for example. Yes. Terrible idea. Frequently we see (laughs) these people. Yeah. And it's because they don't have the same experience that we have and they haven't learned the lessons the way that we have the hard way truly, these are life lessons that we also had to learn. (laughs) So it's not like we came out swinging already when we were brand new online business owners. We made all these same mistakes. So please learn from our experience and yeah, listen to the advice of your sage elders in the online business world. So this sage elder is also going to say, elder, 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 is going to say, I think that for some people to hear that you can only sell one thing or you should only sell one thing. I want to emphasize it doesn't mean in its current iteration. You create something, you have a name, it has a general purpose idea, result for your client, but you get to change and evolve that as you change and evolve in your teaching and your coaching. So you can take that one offering and just figure out 
how do you sell it? How do you describe it? What is the language? How are you describing it to those existing lists, to those people, to your audience who are not on your list? You just keep working at it until it starts to take off. You don't abandon it and start something new. So I just think there's a lot of fear with like, I'm stuck with this forever. I don't like doing it. It doesn't work or what, you know, like that's where the iteration comes. So you create something, you try to sell it, you see what the results are, you iterate, change, add, take away, try to sell it again, see what they're, you know, it's like a circular process Mm -hmm. that you continue through. Yeah. I love that. And I think that you can get the same juice and enjoyment as a creator from iterating as from making a new thing. So I think that a lot of us are creators by nature and creative, and we want to have an outlet for that creativity. So I think that's such a great point, Sandy, just like pour that creativity into your current offer. You can Mm -hmm. still get your needs met by doing that without having to start from scratch. And just know that if you feel like making something because you feel like making it, that's fine. But maybe just like separate that from your business. Mm -hmm. Maybe get a hobby because I have had to, and I know you do too, like we both have maker things that we do outside of the scope of our online business that allows us to exercise that creativity muscle without having to be like every two weeks we're making a new online course. Mm -hmm. Because like give yourself the outlet and just don't rely on that to be the thing that makes you money. Yes. I think when you say that every two weeks making a new online course, that comes from like panic and from lack and from scarcity that I need to find something that they're going to buy. Like it's that kind of energy. And I want to fuel that into take a closer look at what you have and how do you make it better in quotations, you know, like what can you do to improve it? But more importantly, to your point that you mentioned before is like, you have to go constantly to find a new audience. You can't have a tiny audience and just sell over and over. You burn your list out. So there's this two-part thing where you have to work hard on the one thing and keep getting better and better at it. But you also have to have a flow of new people into your list or onto your list, which is what our visible program is about. It is what our visible program is about. That visible program was created out of Visibility Week, which we hosted last spring, which was created out of us recognizing the biggest need that we saw in our audience and in our client population over seven or eight years. And I think that, again, this is the work. Like Your job as an online business owner is to be building an audience. Like That is your primary job, is to be building an audience of true fans. And all of the things that you're making and selling for those people is like very much secondary to your primary job of being a thought leader, an expert, and a creator for this group of people. And doing work that matters enough to cause people to come to you and gather around you because your work is so magnetic. And I think that that is maybe like a big identity shift for people Mm -hmm. when they're transitioning into the online space or transitioning from a corporate job or a job in education or government. Like that's not what we're used to as being our job. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is. It's totally a mindset shift around what, because what this looks like, what this feels like to make money online. I think it's so much fun. It's so Mm. amazing to work online, but I think people have to shift their idea of what the actual work, as you just said, what that actually looks like. It's not just like, plastering things up for sale. It's so much, it's very shallow and superficial. We need to do the deeper work of finding the audience 
and speaking to them and selling something that they're so excited to buy. And they're not going to be excited unless you are able to position it, describe it, tell them what the experience is. Like it's all the copywriting and the marketing piece has to be nailed in order for you to make any kind of money online. Oh, yeah. So this is a redux of a podcast episode we did like seven years ago or maybe six years ago called The Power of One, where we recorded basically the same exact episode many, many years ago. And one of the points that we made in that episode back in our old show, which was called The Soulful MBA Podcast, was that you needed to spend half of your time marketing in your business. And ideally you only have one offer because then half of your time is marketing one single offering. You're going to have a lot more success doing that. And this is one of the things that I would change now that it's 2023 and we've really evolved. The creator economies really come full circle. And I would say it's more like 75-25 or 80-20 even. Like your marketing job is your job. Like Mm -hmm. your job Mm -hmm. (laughs) creating free content producing high quality work every week for free to help build your audience and then to get those people onto your email list. Like that is the vast majority of your job. It's not 50% anymore. And so I Mm -hmm. think that really does require that identity shift. And it really requires you to sit down and look at your calendar and how you plan out your week and your month and your work. And to recognize that if you are spending most of your time in your business making content for your paying customers, you are failing at this business model. And it's not your fault. You haven't listened to this episode yet. (laughs) But now, (laughs) from this moment forward, please look at your calendar and evaluate how much time you're spending on your marketing because it should be almost all of your time. Yeah. Which, if that can be heard and understood, that will make everyone who's trying to do this, their lives so much easier because it's clear as to what the struggle is. Why is this not working, right? And so if we can just get everyone to think about this online business and online creator differently, because yeah, you're right. When we did that, there was no such thing. There wasn't even words. Creator wasn't even even (laughs) a thing. But I think, I know you also want to talk about one marketing strategy It is the power of one. It is not just having one thing to sell. It's also sticking with one marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard, and overwhelming. We know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a program that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience of raving fans that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. Yeah. So this is kind of my jam. And again, this is what our entire Visible course is about, our Visible program. But essentially, there's no one right channel on the internet. There's not like YouTube is better than Instagram and Pinterest is better than Twitter. That doesn't exist. There are a million ways to succeed online in marketing And I think that because of that, we tend to have shiny object syndrome when we encounter someone that we respect or we find someone having success in one particular 
strategic area over another. And maybe we've been trying YouTube for eight months and we haven't built our channel up very much. But then we see somebody over really like killing it on TikTok and we're like, I should just switch to TikTok. TikTok is so much easier or it's working mm-hmm. right now. And the truth is, is any of these things can work if you know what you're doing and you stick to a plan. And so there's no right channel answer. So I think what people end up doing is that they divide their marketing time budget by an infinite number of things because they're just constantly trying and half-assing at 100 things and not sticking with a single strategy. And Mm -hmm. so I think that what you need to do, like what we teach is that you pick sort of a visibility vehicle, which is blogging or podcasting or YouTubing. You stick with that consistently every week for at least a year. And then you pick a sort of a primary amplifier, which is a social media channel for most people. And then you stick with that for a year. And like you commit and you actually follow through and you give yourself the time and the space and the grace to even see what success could look like for you before you make a decision to change. And I just think almost no one does that. (laughs) Right. Because yeah, you take a little stroll through Instagram, it's like, course creators, are you still trying live launches? Those don't work anymore. Like, And you're like bombarded with messages about what is working and what's not working, like Facebook group strategies or live launching or evergreen funnels or Facebook. Like it's endless. It's like what your clients feel when they land on your site and there's 14 things to buy. That's what they feel like. And you feel like that with like, what marketing thing should I be doing right now? Right? It's the same kind of confusion. And it's basically any confused buyer is a buyer that says no. So I think it's such a great idea. And also, if you can commit to the strategy that we teach that Jenny just described, you can just let everything else go. And that's the beautiful part. Could you just say, I'm selling this one thing and I'm going to give this strategy a try for one year and then evaluate Mm -hmm. and decide and just stop the mental anguish of telling yourself Mm -hmm. it's not working or I need to figure something out or I don't know or whatever, whatever story is going on in your brain. It is freeing. Yeah. It's constraint, right? It's giving you the gift of simplicity Mm -hmm. and peace. And I think that that's something that's very lacking in the online business space and in the creator economy because we are constantly overstimulated and overwhelmed by all the choices that we have in front of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just choose, like investigate, go into our visible program. It's a lifetime program. Do the work to make the decision that's right for you for a year and then just relax into that decision and stop second guessing. And I think that there's so much freedom that comes from that. And then if you want to play with anything else, it's just extra. Like it's just, you stay committed to your single marketing plan. And then if a brand new social app comes out and you're like, oh, I want to do this for fun and you have time, sure. But it's not part of your marketing strategy. It's like a play thing for you. And I think that it takes all the pressure off of it. It allows your work to become joyful and playful by Mm -hmm. having constraint in your business. And I think it's not just about that because there's a lot we can say about productivity and the usefulness and the utility of productivity and how it plays into the patriarchy. There's just a lot there, Mm -hmm. but there's some things that the productivity folks have right. And that's just essentialism, simplicity, one thing, just... (laughs) It makes your life a lot. It really does improve your quality of life. Mm -hmm. And I think we can say without doubt at this point, after this many years and having insight into this many people's businesses, that it actually is what creates success. Yep. 100%. (laughs) Without a doubt. I work with an efficiency coach 
And I remember her telling me, just have one. This was back in the days when I had my orthotic clinic and shoe store and she did this whole, worked my whole office. And I was allowed one pen on my desk. That's it. One pen. Mm -hmm. So your job out there is to have one product. That's like your one pen that you're going to sell. Just because of the confusion and the overwhelm of always like, where's the pen? Like if you have one pen, you will put it back in its spot and you will not lose it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're heading into our joy and hustle. So why don't we talk about the hustle first? Yes, ma'am. I think we're we're like, we're very like (laughs) the breadcrumbs are leading here. Yeah. So the hustle is we are planning to host a free training on this exact topic. And the title is the 11 things you must stop doing today to become a six figure creator. As we've just said, we have discovered so much about what it takes to run online business and to make money at your online business. And oftentimes it means leaving things alone. This is basically what you don't need to do to make six figures, what you can drop right now that's going to increase your revenue, also decrease your overwhelm and confusion. So it's March 23rd at 10 Pacific and you can sign up. The link is andshe.co slash 11 things. You can type the word out 11, or you can type one, one things. I made it both. So they will go over whichever way you spell 11. It will take you to that registration page. That's next level, Sandy. That's very thorough of you. I know. Like, are they going to want 11 or are they going to do one? It doesn't matter. I can do both. I can handle it. So tested and everything. So andshe.co slash 11 things, reg page. And yeah, we're going to talk about what you can just totally ignore And then at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about what you should focus on to make six figures. Excellent. Okay. And the joy for this week is the Apple AirPods Max or Pro Max. I don't know. The big ear muffy ones. So these are a gift that I just gifted myself because my old AirPods were starting to die like every 20 minutes. One of them would die and I have to switch between my ears and I also got really sick of just having things shoved in my ears all the time. Like it just made me, it really bothered me. And so I decided a few months ago to get these big over ear things, even though they're giant, but they've been sold out for months. And so I could have ordered them at any point and had them approximately four weeks later, but I don't like to buy something and then have to wait four weeks. So every week I would log on to see if they were back in stock anywhere in the Southwest. And then it's like four weeks from that moment. And I did this like every week for like eight weeks and it was always four weeks into the future. And then I just thought, this is ridiculous. I'm never going to win at this game. And then I just decided to get them because they had them in stock at Best Buy. So I didn't actually have to wait four weeks. So I have my headphones and I got them over the weekend and I've been enjoying them. They have amazing noise cancellation. They're ridiculous. Like they're just, there's a little knob you can turn because I hate so many of the big over, I did all the research, right? And so many of the Bluetooth over ear headphones, you like swipe up and down and backwards to make things stop or pause or answer a phone call. And I was like, I'm not going to remember any of that. Like my brain power is being used for other things. (laughs) And I just want a knob and a button. So I have a knob for the volume, which really makes me happy and gives me a lot of satisfaction. Just turn the knob one way or the other. Mm -hmm. It's so great. Mm -hmm. And there's also like a noise cancellation button. It's like on noise cancellation or off. Mm -hmm. Simplicity. So just happiness. And they look really cool too. What you just said reminded me of this super hilarious TikTok thing I saw. Actually, it was reposted on Instagram because I'm never on TikTok. But 
this woman, she's probably in her 20s. She's like, what we need is we just need a phone in our homes that stay in our homes. Like you can't actually walk out the door with your phone. You can't. It's just like this phone that stays in your house. And then this cuts to this guy and he's like, how old am I? When did I get this old? Oh my God, she's talking about a house phone. And it's like this realization, like they've come around, like your knobs yeah. on your ear. Like, I just give me a knob that I can turn the volume. Yeah. Like that thing already existed. Let's just do that. Oh my God. No. So seriously. So we have a Tesla now and I was trying to turn the air conditioning on because it started getting hot here. And I just from driving and it's just like, I can't touch the screen and do the air conditioning and slide the slider. It's like the world's most giant iPad in the center console. And I just made me nuts. And I was so hot. And I was like, why is this so hot? And I looked because I had accidentally swiped the heat on to 80 (laughs) degrees in the car instead of having the air conditioning turn on to like 67. (laughs) Just give me a nod. I I couldn't deal with it until I was at a stoplight because it's just too much. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. I just want a knob. So yeah. I'm like living <laughs> through my headphones. That's all. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Totally get it. Okay. Amazing. Thank you, Jenny. So again, anshi.co slash 11 things. And we're going to do a really cool free training for you on this exact topic. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And come hang out with us live. Yeah. We have it's been a long time us. since we've done any live training. So yeah, it'll be fun. A year, almost a year. Yeah. yeah come so. hang out. All right. Okay. Right. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye, Jenny. Right. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.